Father, forgive me. I am a worm. <laughs> I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Once again, Popheads, welcome to the issue 160 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you uh, from the highlands of Scotland. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. That's what this episode is going to be, and you'll, you'll find out more about that in just a moment. Hey, my name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please be sure you're following us on the social media. We are at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. Remember to please like, subscribe, and share this show with all your friends, family, loved ones, and all the other immortals in your life. Because, uh, you know, at the end, is there, it, the game is upon us. The quickening is here. So <laughs> let's get after this. We have a great show for you today. Maybe you've listened to our episode from earlier in this week where we, we talked about the casting of Henry Cavill as the new Highlander. Now, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot we don't know about this new Highlander movie other than obviously Henry Cavill is in it he is the title character and it is being directed by the the, the team behind John Wick so that's pretty exciting stuff too uh, but my my I decided to reach out because I have at my disposal a wonderful resource for for Highlander knowledge and information uh, that would be my brother Mark who is um, I, one of the, I would I would listen I'm gonna venture out there and say that he's one of the world's biggest Highlander fans. He is quite knowledgeable about not just the films themselves, but the TV series and a lot of the other lore and mythology around the characters. And, and so, you know, with this news being out there, I thought it made sense to uh, to come up with uh, with a, with a little show where we can kind of get ahead of of everything going on in the recasting for this new new Highlander movie, and kind of talk about what my brother as 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 like. You know, like I said, one of the biggest Highlander fans out there wants out of this new version of the movie. And I'm also a big fan of the Highlander, too. So you're definitely going to be getting my input about it as well. And then the other fun part of this episode is going to be uh, where where my brother and I, we offer up some casting suggestions for the reboot going forward. Who would we like to see square off against Henry Cavill's Highlander? I mean, we don't need, again, we don't know much about this picture. We don't know uh, if they're doing, if, 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 if Henry is taking on the role of Connor McCloud, or if he's going to be of a different clan and they're going to leave Connor alone to kind of uh, pay respect to, to the original movie. Uh, we don't, we don't know a lot of details just yet, but uh, we, I'm excited about this news and, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it probably with, with Mark. Uh, I'm generally not a fan of, of reboots and, and things of that nature. 
the original Highlander movie is pretty darn awesome. I think it, I think it stands up really well. I mean, listen, yeah, it's it's obviously set in like 1985, and you can kind of tell. But uh, there's a lot of uh, a neat timelessness to it that uh, I think works out pretty darn nicely, even on a, in a even on a viewing in 2021. Again, that being said, uh, it was sort of inevitable that the Highlander was going to be rebooted. This is this is something they've been talking about. I feel for almost 20 years was. was doing a new Highlander movie and, and kind of bringing it back and, and going and, and getting fresh eyes on the source material and presenting it to a new audience. So uh, we'll talk to Mark about his feelings about that. You know, I'll, I'll get a little bit more into mine and, and, you know, we'll talk about what we want to kind of see come out of a Highlander reboot, if that's what we're getting here. Uh, so let's get ready to, to, to get into that. Uh, one programming note real quick. Uh, the idea for this podcast came to me uh, very much at the last minute. I was wrapping up the editing of a show that I have scheduled for next week. That will be our, our Memorial Day episode. I, I won't come put it out on Memorial Day. I know you all are going to be busy with barbecues and, and maybe seeing people and, uh, uh, you know, doing doing holiday-related activities that Monday. But that Tuesday, it will be out and ready to go. Uh, so th- that's the good news. Uh, but that episode will probably also have you... You will hear me say episode 160 again. So I apologize in advance for that. Maybe I'll get a chance to edit that out and tweak it. But I may, <laughs> I may just let it go so for the flow. And I kind of like the funness of that. It just kind of shows you how sometimes sometimes when you, when you get an idea, uh, you have to you have to overrule previous ideas and previous plans. So we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> now I just kind of want to leave it in there for fun since I just gave you guys all that explanation. Anyways, but let's get into our episode today. Let's get into our conversation before we can start, though, we do have to thank the official members of Pophead Nation. Without their love and support, this podcast would still uh, require me to hold a phone up to a microphone to, to have a conversation with somebody. So they are uh, the MVPs of the podcast, and we couldn't do the show without them. If you'd like to be an official member of Pophead Nation, head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Join the nation and gain access to bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, The Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, Jeff, co-hosting the Ring and Ear. Check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista, Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego. And the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Welcome, 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 everyone. Let's get into our show. Thank you so much for checking us out. I hope you're going to enjoy this conversation. Get ready. Sit down. Buckle up. Hold on to your butts. And buckle up again. Let's go. Nice to see you, Kurgan. Who cuts your hair? I am in disguise. This way, no one will recognize me. I do. What do you want? Your head. <laughs> and the prize. Happy Halloween, ladies. Nuns. No sense of humor. All right, here he is. He's joining us once again via the power of the internet and the Skype. My brother, Mark, my my go-to resource for all things Highlander. How are you doing today, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty darn well. I'm really excited uh, to talk to you about about this this uh, pending remake, 
possibly reboot. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think they've really said exactly what it is. Um, how are you feeling about it? I'm kind of the same way. I'm, I'm curious, but I, I'm sure it's going to be more of a reboot because I feel like it's something they're going to want to try and franchise. Sure, 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 sure. Well, before we get into like our big topics for the day, um, we do have a tradition on the show, and that would be beverages of the alcoholic variety. Uh, what do you have today in your glass, sir? Um, I have Ecliptic Brewing's uh, Vanilla Stout. Okay, nice. And you're enjoying, I hope. Yeah, it's 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 okay. Um, you know, I don't get much vanilla off it. It it seems more like it feels tastes more like a traditional kind of oatmeal stout or coffee stout. Okay, uh, I'm enjoying. I am enjoying an oldie but a goodie here today. Uh, this is from Coronado Brewing Company. This is a Weekend Vibes IPA, uh, just a nice West Coast IPA. With Mosaic Citra and Simcoe hops, and uh, yeah, drinks at a lovely six point eight percent, and it's it's uh, like I said, this is kind of a, kind of a staple in in the house, old reliable, yeah. if you will. All right, all right. So you are here because we are here to talk about the Highlander. You are here because we are here. That wasn't a great sentence. We're off to a rocky start. And that's my fault. <laughs> it's been a long day at work. Okay, but we can we can only get better. Uh, but because we are here to discuss. The Highlander, there must be something done first. All right, prepare yourself. Are you ready? No. There it is. We need it. We need it. Now I feel like we can cut someone's head off and talk about it. All right, yeah. There it is. Well, listen, Brian May wailing on the guitar. Love it. You can't have the Highlander without Queen, and that is the first thing I'm going to say about this reboot, okay? <laughs> I mean, we'll see what they do. Uh, I, I partly agree. I mean, Queen is such a integral uh, part of it. Um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if we get a cover of... Uh, princes of the universe if they kind of go in that similar vein and have just like one band or performer mm -hmm. perform the entire soundtrack be curious to see what they do yeah you know I, I don't like throwing the word around too much but i mean that to me that that queen soundtrack that they provided for highlander is like it's goddamn iconic. Like it's so good. It's so intrinsically woven into the fabric of that movie that to try and pull it apart would be, um, I you know I don't know if it'd be like devastating to the the final product, but I would feel like there's something missing. It'd be a very different movie, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, you know, I, 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 before we start, you know, our, our wild speculation about what this movie is. I mean, do you think they have the audacity to set this movie in the '80s and just keep the soundtrack the way it is? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. I, yeah, I just don't. Uh, uh, you know, we don't have to go into your, your big history because uh, I don't want to, you know, obviously the spoilers here. I'm just going to put it out on the record. Like, you and I are planning a big Highlander episode where we are going to review the original movie. This has been in the works for you and I for a little while now. Uh, but yeah. this, this news kind of spurred us to have a different Highlander conversation. So... This time we're we're gonna stay focused on on the reboot and not so much the the, the or original film except for you know contrasting purposes to mm -hmm. to kind of 
cite what we want to see and what we don't want to see. Okay. And, and I guess the big question I have for you is, you know, you are, again, you are my Highlander aficionado. You are an expert. You are a Highlander super fan, in my opinion. Okay. And I know you've been, I don't know, the rumors of the Highlander reboot have been around for 20 years at least. Right. And you've sort of been cautious about all of it. Yes. What is it that you, as a Highlander super fan, want to see out of a out of a, a rebooted Highlander movie? Um, you know, it's... It, it's a tough question. Um, you know, I definitely think that the original, the original is a very soulful movie, I think. And first and foremost, I think that has to be the thing that, that they get right. I, they have to remember this is, it's actually, it's a pretty heartfelt might be the wrong word, but you know, there, there, there's a lot of heart to it. And, I don't, what I don't want to see is them just kind of turn it into fancy, very well choreographed sword fights, Mm -hmm. whereas that will be fun. And I do want to see that, you know, they, they need to remember what, what the movie is actually about and not just, not just action spectacle. Yeah. And this will be directed by, by John Wick director, uh, Chad Stahelski. With a Carrie Williamson pen script, uh, Neil H. Moritz, Josh Davis are producing. Amanda Lewis, Patrick Washberger, and Ger- Gregory Wyden are back to executive produce. Gre- Wyden is from the original, if I remember correctly, right? Well, he wrote it. He wrote it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then Peter Davis, the original producer, was on board for the reboot, but he passed away uh, this past February. So, so his right. his whatever touch he brought to the film the first time around won't won't be there. But I mean, having Gregory Wyden on board has to make you feel a little better. No. Okay. <laughs> it's, well, no, I say no simply because he's um, he's an executive producer. That oftentimes that that is just a title given to people. Okay. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they did anything on the movie. And I think that they're giving him that that role because he created Highlander. Well, it it, it sounds like from the little bit that it, that I've been able to, to to glean from from interviews and articles, it sounds like Chad Stahelski is a fan of the original Russell Mulcahy movie. Okay. I, I mean, look, I can't say anything about... No, we're just uh, speculating. The, it's fine. No, 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 no. But I just mean I can't say anything about uh, the, the choice of director because I haven't seen anything he's done. I, I have yet to see the John Wick films, and I, I want to. I know that I should. Um, but I don't really have an opinion on those. I don't have an, an opinion on, on him. And I don't think I've seen anything the, uh, the, the, the two credited screenwriters have done either. So I can't really say much of anything. Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me ask you. Okay. So let me ask you this question then. Uh, do, uh, you know, again, the movie is the Highlander. Obviously Henry Cavill is being cast as the title character, the Highlander, but do you want it to be Connor McCloud, or would you rather it be someone else and you kind of keep Connor's uh, history legacy intact as as you know that movie? Honestly, considering all of the harm, <laughs> the that atrocious was sequels. Done, <laughs> yeah, because of all the harm that was done to Connor McCloud's legacy via the sequels, I would like to see Connor McCloud's story told and 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 told well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a reasonable request because the the Highlander movies are are sort of a prime example of of you know sequels 
of diminishing returns. I mean, they were the, the, they were not good. No. And I mean, even you know, I I I suppose I can make an argument that like the sort of restored version of Highlander Two isn't terrible, but that's only because the theatrical version was just complete garbage. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because I feel like Highlander, the Highlander Two director's cut is is every bit as bad and nonsensical, but longer. <laughs> but so in some ways, it's kind of worse. At least it, it removed them from the planet Zeist. Made them, you know, it, it removed them from being aliens, which I, was a step in the right direction, at least. But, but I guess, but instead it just said that they were from a past, a really long, long time ago, and they just sent the immortals into the future which is our past. I just thought it was senseless. No, it, it definitely is, but I still think it's better than an alien planet. <laughs> I'm, was, look, look, yeah, look, the I'm, bar's it, low, my friend. The bar is really, really low. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, again, because you and I both love the, the original, the classic, you know, starring Christopher Lambert and uh, Lambert and, and uh, Sean Connery and the 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 immensely talented and forever my hero, Clancy Brown, uh, yes. you know, it's going to be a movie that's going to, you know, have, have comparisons, have like the, the old fans wanting certain things. And, and I, I guess I want to wrestle with the idea of like, again, do you, do you want it to be sort of a, a complete, I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not using the right words here, but the, I mean, do you want it to be sort of like the first movie all over again, or do you want to see something radically different? I don't know about radically different, but yeah, I want to see something. I think they should do something different. I, I don't think it needs to be the first, first movie over again. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of the thing that I'm, I'm wondering about, like how much of a reboot is this going to be? Is it, is it going to be, uh, you know, are we going to have Ramirez and the Kurgan as, as characters? Are we, are we going to have, you know, Brenda, and Heather as as Connor's love interest through time, you know, like I I guess that's kind of one of the, one of the things I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's which will make the the all, all the more fun the the casting game we're gonna play uh, in a, in a few moments. <laughs> so right, yeah, because I, I, we we might be recasting characters that will not be in this movie. <laughs> probably, like I, I have a feeling they're. I, th- I think if any of those characters is is close to being a definite to return, I think it would be Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the villain goes and 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 the love interest go, I think I think all of that, I would say, is probably going to change. I'll be very surprised if it's closer to a sort of one to one remake. Do you think they'll bring back Mario Van Peebles in a cameo? I think they should bring them all back in a cameo. <laughs> I want Mario Van Peebles, Michael Ironside, Clancy Brown. I think the only person you shouldn't have in a cameo is um, is Christopher Lambert because I think that'll be a little too distracting. You think so? You think any anyone besides old people like us would recognize him? I mean that that that's very true. Like, look, I would love to see him in there, but I thought about it and I was like, I I don't know. It it it, it might be distracting and. I don't know. Might might take away from the uh, the the new Connors uh, performance. What what about what about Adrian Paul? Do you want to see him come back? No. <laughs> so Duncan McLeod is dead to you. 
I mean, did you see Highlander, the source? <laughs> uh, no, because isn't that the one where he Duncan kills Connor? No, that's Highlander Endgame. That's part four. The source is part five. Ah, okay, sorry. I got my, my movies mixed up. So, yeah, so part five is the one where it's Duncan on his own and no one gave a damn. No one gave a damn. It's supposed to be... Like the end, it's it's the end of the Highlander saga, if you will, and um, it 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 was I'm pretty sure straight to straight to DVD, and um, it is it is not good. It's it's really something. <laughs> and you know, look, if they wanted to throw Aaron Paul in there, that Adrian Paul in there as a cameo, um, go for it. I he he's fine. I don't I don't have a problem with him. <laughs> he was, I, you know, I just saw Adrian Paul in something. I wish, I wish I could remember what it was at this point. Uh, but he popped up in something recently. And I was like, that's Adrian Paul now? My goodness. <laughs> Good for him. And you, obviously you're definitely not a fan of uh, of The Raven, that spinoff from that show, right? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I've never even seen an episode. I think it was just like the one season. I don't even know how many episodes it was. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> You know, I mean, I get listen. I guess there's a lot of of um, of Highlander mythology that we could that you'd be happy to see completely thrown out and rewritten. Yes. And by the way, it was uh, he was Adrian Powell was on Arrow. Oh, all right, good for him. I think it was like one of the final seasons. I think it was like the like the, maybe the final season of Arrow. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, he was a character named Dante. Yeah, I never, I never watched the show except for when I was working in um, quality control on on DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah, that's that's what it was. I, I I remember being like, oh, Adrian Paul, he's in this somewhere, and I had started paying attention. I was like, oh my god, that's Adrian Paul now. He's old. <laughs> oh really? Is he is he not aged well or no, something? No, no, he's he's aged just fine. But I mean, again, Adrian Paul, an actor I've probably not seen since the early two thousands. So right. <laughs> oh boy. Well, listen, uh, you know, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the most recent episode of TomCast Podcast, which, you know, I don't understand why you wouldn't have done that immediately once it dropped this morning. Uh, but oh, uh, I, I, yeah. was, I, was, I was hanging out with Roger. We were chatting. We were talking about the Henry Cavill news. I'm excited. I'm a big Cavill guy. I love me some Henry Cavill. I'd like to think that he and I would be best friends uh, if he ever came out to San Diego and hung out with me. And, uh, you know... You know, I want to be best friends with Henry Cavill, and I want to go to a dinner party with Ming Na Wen. That's kind of my wish list right now in life. Okay. So, you know, fingers crossed. The, you know, the podcast makes that happen. Okay. <laughs> so I'm on board, but I know you have some reservations about Henry Cavill in the role. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that, and then then we'll kind of get into a in, into our casting game. Okay. Well, first, I just want to say, like, I do like Henry Cavill, um, but. I don't. I just don't know if he's right for this part. So maybe he'll surprise me and he'll be really good. But I don't know. He just doesn't. He's not. He just doesn't seem to have the charm and charisma that that I think is required for this character. And I, physically speaking, I I really hope he he leans down a bit. Because, you know, you kind of you kind of see him. You know, Connor is supposed to be kind of suave and, and debonair when you get to modern times, and 
you kind of look at Henry Cavill and say, like, the man from Uncle, and he's just like, you know, he's walking around like Schwarzenegger in that suit, and he just kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. So, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I just have some reservations. You know what? You should check out Enola Holmes on Netflix, where he plays Sherlock Holmes, and uh, I think okay. you'll enjoy him in that. It's a, it's a supporting role. He's, he's a small yes. character in it. But yeah. uh, he's, he's much more low-key in that. Okay, all right. I'm also, I, I I enjoy him also. I I did preach to you privately that you needed to check him out as the Witcher, because uh, if you know you want to see Henry Cavill swing some swords, <laughs> that's the show for you. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's the thing. I'm I'm not concerned about his sort of physicality or like his ability to to perform the the choreography. I'm I'm sure he'll do that just fine. Um, mostly, it it is the fact that you know he. He seems a little too dry, I suppose, for the part. <gasps> you you are upsetting me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not. It's not a bad thing. I'm. I like Henry Cavill. Oh, well. Listen, for all the Witcher fans out there, hey, toss a coin to your Highlander. All right, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. They know. They know. The listeners know. Okay. And and look. <laughs> I, the, the, you know, you texted me about this a few days ago, and and look, my my response was and, and still is. Well, it's better than Ryan Reynolds because he was, <laughs> that was rumored a rumor. about a, that a was a rumor. Ago. Yeah, that was a long time rumor. Was was that Ryan Reynolds would be the Highlander? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, an actor who I've never even seen try an accent, so I don't know how that would play. I I I think we'd be getting a Kevin Costner Prince of Thieves situation. <laughs> Oh boy, that would have been that could have been something else. Let's be honest. Yes, it could have been. Well, so let let's kind of lead into into what, you know what I initially pitched you on for doing this episode it was like let's kind of cast our let's throw some casting ideas out there. And because you know you have your reservations about about Henry, uh, I was going to let you throw out some alternative suggestions. Even though I'm so I'm not playing this part of the game because I love Henry Cavill and and for him for him to be the Highlander, I'm a okay. Okay. But I wanted to hear your suggestions. Okay. Well, so kind of my top three. The thing about it is, and I, I was actually surprised because I was looking at actors and like their ages. Um, I was surprised to find out that Henry Cavill is about 38. Mm-hmm. Um, he's because he, he seems a little bit younger. Um, he takes really good care of himself. Yeah. So so some of these actors are are 40 or above. Uh, to which I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know, but I guess I'm just kind of going off of if, if they were just going to make one movie, like a strict remake. Um, but some some thoughts, I some people that I I think would actually be good as Connor McLeod, um, Ryan Gosling really stands out to me. The gauze, huh? Yeah, I think he would bring that sort of soulful portrayal of the character that that Lambert did, um, and I think we seen from plenty of his other movies that he's got the charm and charisma and he's capable of doing the, the physicality yeah i was trying to play this music underneath you but it's too loud no matter what so never mind keep going yeah yeah please don't <laughs> sorry it's just distracting it was distracting i really thought i could get it just like, like a, as like a really low level underneath to support your your arguments for a new conor mccloud but <laughs> it was just overpowering you so i apologize <laughs> yeah um Another guy that uh, I thought of was uh, Michael Fassbender. The Foss. 
Yeah, but he's he's like around forty three. Yeah, he's up there. So too. so he's a little bit up there. Um, and uh, another one was I thought you know why not just why not just go straight to Scotland and get uh, James McAvoy. Oh, the big the big Mac, huh? Yeah, and and very much for the same reasons as as, as Gosling, you know. But I think all three of them could do a great job with it, um, you know. But like I said, Henry Cavill, I like Henry Cavill, so I'm more than willing to give the guy a chance, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And, you know, it's funny, though, because I, I had much the same problem when I was thinking of, of actors for the different parts. And and, and I, I, one actor's name that entered my brain for the Highlander role, for, you know, p- possibly Connor McCloud or, or, you know, just a Highland warrior, basically, if, if, we, if they don't go the, the Connor McCloud route. Yeah. One name that popped in my head, and I was like, oh, I'd like that. But, like, that would have been a great pick, like, 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, honestly. And yeah. that, that was uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I thought of that too. But yeah, he's he's in his fifties now. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. I was like, I I, I kind of had to keep checking myself and be like, oh man, like in twenty nine, twenty two thousand nine, that would have been a dope pick. Now it's like, mm, I don't know, maybe he doesn't want to do that kind of shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's he. I think he would have been really good at it. Plus, we could have got like a bearded Highlander, which would have been pretty sick. I would have enjoyed that. I mean, we still could. You never know. We could, but I mean, like, listen, I'm like. I don't want to. I don't want to get into like a whole thing, but like I feel like Ewan McGregor's beard game would blow everyone else's out of the water. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on who else they cast, right? <laughs> I guess that depends too. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But I mean, he is Scottish, so like, why not lean into it, right? Right. Yeah. He at least sure. has the accent down. It's not going to be faked. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's funny. Like when we get to the other other characters in the movie, I I, I kind of butted it up against. It's like, oh, that would have been a great pick ten years ago. So well, I, I don't know how this is going to play out for us. One guy I've always thought would, would be would be great um, would have been Tom Jane, but he's fifty two. <laughs> so if we can get him from like right after he made the Punisher, awesome. I also, I also think it's really hard to get him to wear shoes. Is what I've been told. I mean, he seems to be fine with it when he's in a movie. So. <laughs> I don't know. Do you really see his feet that often? <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> Oh, hey, if he wants to play barefoot and we don't shoot his... Or maybe that can be, like, an interesting thing about the character. <laughs> He's just dirty and gross because he walks around like a hobbit. Yeah, he just walks around the streets broken, of New York glass-littered <laughs> streets of New York. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? Actually, that's an interesting aspect uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about. Uh, because, you know, assuming we follow the, the beats of the original flick, uh, New York is very different than the New York of 1980, you know, the mid-80s. Uh, do you think yeah. that detracts a little bit from from uh, from potentially setting it in New York City, or do you think it doesn't matter as much? You know, I thought about that. I, I, I don't think it matters all that much. I mean, New York, I've never been there, um, you know, but it's a very big place, and I'm, I'm sure there are parts of it that, that aren't aren't the best. Um but I did think, you know, it was kind of like, you know, where else could could you set it? You know, I mean, you could you could always just have it take place in uh, Detroit. <laughs> True. You know. Or you can go back to uh, like you know the the '90s when every movie that was quote unquote set in New York was actually filmed in like Vancouver. <laughs> right. Well, I did think, oh, you know, maybe they could shoot it in Toronto. <laughs> there you go. A lot of production in <laughs> Toronto. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think I think th- they could use a- any of a number of cities. I, I I think preferably in in sort of uh, in North America because I think that's kind of um, that was kind of an it, an interesting aspect of, of the original film that you know these characters are all very sort of old world mm-hmm. and you know the gathering where they're you know the last of them have to have to fight the battle like it, it happens in kind of the new world so so i would like it to kind of still be here because i did think well well maybe they could do it in europe or something like that yeah you know one of the aspects that i uh, uh I, you know again i didn't watch every season of it like you did but there there was a stretch where i was watching the highlander syndicated series uh the one with adrian paul and yeah. you know i did you know, again, it was a show. It wasn't really filmed in these locations, but I did sort of like the international globetrotting aspect of the character. Yes. You know, that yeah. was something I thought was really neat. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a fun thing that they didn't get to do too much of in, in the prior films, uh, you know, for whatever reason, story reasons, budgetary reasons or whatever. But I always thought that was like a nice little touch that like, oh, I have to go here now because that's where shit's going down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that part of it. And I wouldn't be upset if they decided to incorporate that. Uh, you know, let me ask you real quick too. Uh, do you, the original film was was designed to be a one off? You know, it was designed to be like this is the end. These are the last two of the immortals. The prize is on the line. You know, the 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 winner winner gets you know winner take all kind of situation. Right. Do, do you want that to be what this is, or do you think it should be more open ended? Because obviously they they will be trying to franchise it. I mean, I I think at most you just try to do a, a trilogy. Um, because, you know, your actors are going to age out, Mm -hmm. so you do, you do want to cap it at some point. Um, right. But I mean, do you shoot your shot with this one or do you, you hope you get like that three picture deal? I honestly, I would just make one movie. (laughs) I, I don't think, I don't think it needs to be anything more than that. How many times can you tell the story of like, Oh, there's an, a bad immortal and I got to go cut his head off. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what, that, that's what you're watching every movie. Like, yeah, you can extend it. You can make it a little more grandiose and epic and throw some twists and turns in there. But when it comes down to it, that's what, that's what each story is. Right. And I mean, without getting too far off the rails and going down the, the path of like the syndicated Highlander series, I mean, is that is that kind of sort of what happens? Like it's eventually like immortals sort of just sort of turn on each other. That's why they come into conflict. Honestly, I, I don't think they ever really they never, go into. Yeah, I never really, I never thought they did. I, I just wondered if you had a little bit more of an inside uh, track on that than than maybe what yeah. I had. I I just know that by the time you got to like you know when they start making Highlander the series, like the series was supposed to take place during the Gathering, right? But you know the movie makes you feel like oh the Gathering. There's only like you know five six immortals left whereas the series it's like yeah there's a few hundred still yeah like, wow there's a lot of immortals out there well yeah because i mean like what in in the original movie we have we have we have connor and the kurgan uh castigir and uh who's the guy at the beginning at the wrestling match fazil fazil and like that's it right so it's like down to four it's like the final four yeah 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 interesting interesting uh, all right, so let's kind of turn it back to our casting game. You gave you you gave some interesting names. Um, I I liked your choices, but I still like Henry Cavill, so I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah, please make no 
mistake. I'm not mad at this casting. Okay. All right. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Who do you want to cast next? I. You name it. Who do you? What? Which character do you want to do? Uh, let's let's go to Ramirez because I think Ramirez could be really interesting. Okay. Uh, you know, assuming there there will be like a mentor character for our young Highlander to to encounter, who will teach him about the gathering and and his abilities and and like the rules, you know how like you know churches, sacred ground, and all this stuff. Assuming they still have rules in this new iteration, uh, but you know someone who's going to show him the ropes. I, yeah. I, I think there's a. a I think there's a lot of interesting things you could do with Ramirez. Now, again, because we don't know if this is a legit, like a just a straight reboot, if it would be Ramirez or if they'll go a different route and and, and bring in a different character from a, with a different origin with a different history. Yeah, I kind of just wanted to. I'm, I'm I just kind of wanted to be Ramirez because I want there to be that line where he calls him a Spanish peacock, and that's really like one of my favorite things from the first movie. Okay. <laughs> so I kept it to Ramirez. I didn't go too nuts, but I did do some crazy stuff with some of my ideas. But who was your first, the first name that you thought of for a new Ramirez? Idris Elba. You son of a bitch. We're on the same page. I had Idris Elba too. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I I had quite a few. Uh, I had quite a few Ramirez names written down, but Idris Elba was like my first. Yeah, that was kind of, it was the first guy I thought of. And, um, you know, I, th- I thought of some, some others. Um, but just when it came down to it, I was like, I, I just love Idris Elba so much. And I, I, just, I think he's just such a badass. Like, I get, apparently he does, like, MMA in real life and, and does, like, competes in, like, smaller competitions or something like that. So I think he, I think he'd bring a lot to it. And, um, you know, it doesn't look like he's going to get to play Bond, so let him pick up the torch from another Connery role. Hey, why not? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, no, I, I, for much the same reasons as you, I, I really like Idris Elba. I mean, he has the like the charm and the charisma like like Connery did, did and, and uh, I think he would bring a lot of fun to that role. Yeah. Especially as a Spanish peacock. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, th- I think he. Could, I think he would just bring a lot of cool to it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, one of the other names I had, I also thought of. Uh, and I'll just read a couple of them real quick. Uh, I also thought of Javier Bardem, uh, Diego Luna, okay. and Oscar Isaac. Uh, Oscar Isaac was one of the names I had. Um, I also had. Um, uh, I always forget how to say this man's first name. Uh, Jimin Hansu. Oh yes, I. You know what? I I considered him as well. That's funny. Okay, I didn't put him on my list, but he was an, in consideration for me. Yeah, I I also considered Vigo Mortensen. Oh. Okay. Uh, Antonio Banderas. Mm. And Ken Watanabe. Watanabe, nice. I had I had Banderas. Uh, in mind, and th- but I decided not because I decided. Uh, I think I came to the realization he's really old. <laughs> How old is he? He's got to be in his sixties by now. How old was Connery? No, that's true. But I mean, at that at the at that point, getting Sean Connery in your movie kind of like added legitimacy to it. You know how much how much legitimacy does having Banderas had? I mean, and that's not an insult to Banderas. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoy yeah. Antonio Banderas. I mean, look, we're talking about the 13th warrior over here. That's very true. You're not wrong. And Zorro. He was, he was both of those. 
No, no. Like I said, I, I did entertain the uh, the idea as well. Yeah. Let me let me. Ch- I'm, I'm checking his date of birth right now. I am a little curious. Maybe maybe I just maybe I was being an ageist on on Antonio. Uh, he's born in 1960. 1960. Okay, so yeah, he's like 62, 61. 60. Yeah, August 10th, 1960. He's the same month as you, though, Mark. So you guys are like brothers. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, listen, Antonio Banderas is not a name I'd be mad at if they were like, yeah, yeah, he's going to be the new Ramirez. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, so I also thought, and I wasn't sure what you would think of this idea, mm-hmm. but I I decided that Ramirez could be an interesting role to gender bend. I I played with that a little bit too. Oh, interesting. What, what What's one of the one of the names you came up with for a gender-bended Ramirez? Uh, honestly, there was only one name, and I didn't say it because I felt like it was typecasting. I just came up with Gal Gadot. <laughs> why is that? Why is that typecasting? Wonder Woman. I, you know, I mean, it just seems kind of typecasting. Like, ah, oh, she was Wonder Woman, so let's give her a sword in this movie. <laughs> I think Gal Gadot would be a really interesting choice, and and to have her and Cavill back together again would be, would be kind of fun. Oh, yeah, that's I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the two I had two names down for for a gender bended uh, Ramirez that I thought would be a lot of fun. Uh, one of which is uh, Charlize Theron because she's awesome, and she okay. played an immortal once already. Why not play another one? Yeah, oh yeah, I haven't watched that, but yeah, yeah. So I thought she she could be a, a badass version of Ramirez, and then I I thought like I was like, well, you know, Ramirez had that sword from Japan, and there was the whole samurai story, and I was like. So what if we had like a, like an Asian version of Ramirez? So I, I instantly cast Michelle Yeoh because she was in Crouching Tiger. She knows what she's doing. She's a badass too. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that would be a, like a fun take on Ramirez and and, okay. and, and a good way to introduce a, a female into the movie that's not you know tied to Connor as as like a love interest. You know. Sure. All right. Well, since we're talking about the love interest, did you have any deep thoughts on on Heather or Brenda? Well, I mean, I you know, given the era that 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 they're making this movie, um, I think, especially Brenda. I mean, I think Brenda's a pretty good, strong character as she is in the original film. But I'm sure they're going to get they would give her more to do. Um, that I mean, that was it. That was kind of my only thought about it. One of the things I was thinking about when when sort of trying to add more importance to like the, the, the romance sort of aspect of, of, of Connor and uh, the, the women that he's loved is I, I sort of, and let me know what you think of this. Cause you know, you're, you are a, a storyteller as well. So what do you, what, I mean, do you think the idea of these women as sort of like anchors for Connor's humanity is important because I sort of like the idea of that and, and, you know, him kind of, when we when we meet him in the present before he meets Brenda, he's sort of kind of becoming like not a great dude. Like he's very detached. You know what I mean? Right. Like I sort of like the idea of these female characters being what sort of keep helps keep him back in touch with humanity and not becoming, you know, like the Kurgan or something like that. Because I I sort of you know we haven't gotten to our Kurgan casting yet, but I sort of like the idea of them kind of being you know two sides of the same coin. Um, I like the idea, but I. Th- but I, I think I think Connor's humanity kind of just has to come from from him. I, I don't like the idea that 
you know, it's it, it's only it's like it's only these women that are kind of keeping him grounded. Well, I mean, because this is, I think this is a good way to explore the idea of of immortality and and you know how does it affect somebody when everyone that they love just continually dies in front of them, you know, over time. Right. I I thought that might be an interesting thing to explore. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm just kind of talking about it like on a surface level, but I, yeah. I thought it might give it. You know, like you said, I mean, you know, you you kind of need to have like that soulfulness, that that sort of underlying uh humanity about the movie and that might be a good way to go yeah i i i i don't disagree especially you know like like i think that like you said at at the at the open of the first movie you know the character of connor is you know he he's much more detached and and the the love interest kind of bring him back to the world and you know that i that i like um, but I, I don't know the, the idea that, you know, Connor is just kind of, um, I don't know, a step away from, from becoming the Kurgan. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure how, how I feel about okay. that. No, it it, it no, would I'm... be an interesting thing to explore though. Yeah. And, and again, the, 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 just to reiterate, like the female characters have to be more than just that at the same time though. They also have to be, uh, characters with their own purposes for being there and not just to be that for him you know what i mean right like, yeah there, there definitely has to be an arc and like like the way brenda is uh, uh sort of unraveling the mystery of of oh i oh i forgot his alias <laughs> russell nash russell nash yeah kind of like pulling back the layers of, of his identity and kind of uncovering the truth about him like there has to be like that element too like Especially the mod, especially with with the modern character, whoever that you know, whatever whether it's Brenda or they rename her and they give her some some new thing, that character has to have more agency about her, right? You know, I I'd like to see more more of that on on the uh, the quote unquote Heather character, like the the past love life as well. I don't know how much they'll go that that route though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure how much you can, you know, if you want to be kind of historically accurate, you know. Right, but that's what. Like, part of me was almost, almost thinking, like, wouldn't it be kind of interesting if you sort of folded in the Heather and the Ramirez character into one, especially if you're going to gender bend, uh, but as like a twist, you know, like they kind of get together, but then at the same time you find out that like, it was for a reason. Yeah, I, you know, I had that thought as well, but I think if you do that, then you kind of you lose a little bit of, you know, what what you were saying you wanted to explore before because it's these female uh it's these love interests that are that are keeping him kind of grounded but an important aspect of that is the fact at least in the original is is that they're they are mortal they are and mortal. they do die yeah. no you're right no and like trust me I'm, like, I'm talking about i had so many different stray thoughts and different ideas about where this could go so i'm not saying like this was like one solid idea this is like 14 different threads that i was pulling on <laughs> and, sure. then, and that was just one of the threads that i, I yanked on and i was like yeah. oh that might be interesting too but yeah because i mean there there are a lot of different directions and i just want to make sure that all the characters have you know, if not a fully developed arc, at least like a really solid reason for being there and something to do as opposed to like just the reason for, you know, Connor to get from A to B, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, do you think that's what the Brenda character was in the original? No, not Brenda. I, I'm really, I'm really talking, I want the Heather character to be a little, to be a little bit more important, I, I guess is where I'm, what I'm getting at. And like, they do a nice, nice, nice enough job with her, but it's a, sm it's a small part, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I think it could be more impactful. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know, like I, I think it's a 
I, I think it's it's an impactful role. Um, but you know, yeah, there there isn't much for her character to do, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And so I mean, they you know they could. I mean, there's room to play there and kind of do some things, but but also you know, at the same time, it is. It is the 1500s that, that sure, those scenes sure. are taking place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, you know, it's something they didn't like talk about too much in the original film. But like, uh, you know, Heather was kind of like independent and out on her own, and like I liked that part of her. I wish they would have explored that a little bit more fully. And I guess that's kind of all I really want out of it. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I think that would be because that would that, be interesting. That, that's you know, very could... unconventional for the times, right? I mean, like that's not something you saw often. Well, that, that was kind of the thing. There, there was always that that sort of mystery of how Connor and her met, and mm-hmm. you know they had like this little, this little I don't tower that they <laughs> yes. lived in, just like yes. in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, if they, you know if they wanted to kind of explore the, sort of the origins of all that, you know that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I just want to you know, hey if you're going to bring all these characters back and you're into these movies, like make them important, make them, uh, you know, have a relevance and, and their own sense of agency for the story. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, listen, I have to admit, I, I, uh, you know, I came up with this idea very late last night. So, and then I worked okay. today. So I did not really come up with a lot of, uh, uh, actor suggestions for Heather or Brenda's roles. So I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you with this. So if you had any names, let's, let's talk about them. Oh, so you don't have any names. I don't, not really, no. Okay, all right. Uh, my my first choice is uh, Emily Blunt for Brenda. Ooh, that's a nice one. Yeah, no, I think I think she's a, a great actress. She always feels very real to me, mm-hmm. and I think I think she'd be really good playing like this uh, kind of forensic scientist thrown into um, you know the world of swords and sorcery. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a, that is a good one. Yeah. So that that was my first pick, and then my runners up were Scarlett Johansson, Elizabeth Olsen, Rooney Mara, and Amy Adams. Okay, all right. Amy Adams, who I know you don't like very much. I mean, she's fine, and you know, but thinking about it, I was like, yeah, you know, I think she would actually do well in in this part. All right. So I I did have one name that I thought would be fun for for Brenda but I don't know if you will agree with me on this. Okay. This it's it's a little out there. But I thought uh, I thought uh, Lupita Nyong'o would, would be an interesting choice. I think she's a really good actress and it could have been a lot of fun in the role. Who is that? Um you probably most famously you would know her from uh from Black Panther. She's the the spy agent, the one who's that uh T'Challa's in love with. I vaguely remember. <laughs> uh, she was, well, I mean, she was also in Star Wars, but it was motion capture suit, so you wouldn't recognize her character. So, Okay. Well, I, look, I'll go with sure. Okay. Did you, did you, did you see, uh, what was it? What was the, the Jordan Peele movie? Uh, was it Us, I think? She was in that. Oh, that chick. Okay. Yes, that um, chick. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, she, um, she was good in Us. The movie's not good, but she's good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I don't have a problem with that. That was the one name I thought of. Like I said, I, I didn't get to think too deeply on, on any of these. 
uh, for for these this part because I, I was so um, I was so determined to think of names for for Ramirez and for uh, for the Kurgan that uh, I unfortunately I just ran out of time before we started recording. Did you have any? Right. Did you have any uh, any any Heather suggestions, or you think uh, give it to a new give it to a newbie and, and let her let her get her get her legs under her? Well, well, that that's my first thought is is to 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 give it to a newbie because kind of like like what we were saying if they, if they go with kind of a, a more one to one adaptation and and it is just that kind of smaller of a role then you know a, a larger actress is not going to be interested in it mm -hmm. um but if they did want to change it a little bit um and and give her as you said like some more agency and something to do um a, a, a very good young actress who everyone probably knows by now is uh anya taylor joy from oh, queen's sure. gambit yeah yeah so i mean you know if I, the way the role is in the original movie, it would be a waste of her talent. But if, if they made some changes and, and gave her more things to do, you know, I think she would she would be a good choice for it. Yeah, I mean, if if you don't think of it from that perspective, but as more like of like a like a small role as a small sort of uh, like almost like a cameo kind of thing, you know? Yeah. You know, it. it, it I, I think it could work in that regard if you wanted to get like a name in there. mm Hmm. And again, the only other name I could think of for that, I was, I was like, and again, this is a, a per, totally personal bias pick. Like, I don't have any real, um, <laughs> solid like, like, oh no, this is the right fit because X, Y, and Z. But I was just like, oh, I just want to see Jodie Comer in a movie, and that's why I picked her. Who's that? Uh, did you see, you you don't watch uh, Killing Eve, so you probably don't know her from there. No, sorry. Yeah, she's great, but I, you know, <laughs> again, totally total personal bias on that one. All right. You know, it's but again, like we talked about earlier, the um, uh, like I I kept thinking of of people, you know, ten fifteen years later than than they should have been because the uh, the other name that came into my mind briefly when I did think about it was was uh, Kelly Kelly McDonald, uh, from like Train Spotting and Boardwalk Empire. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. But I, I, I again, I don't think she's uh, necessarily up for the role at this point. Right. Yeah, she might be a little, you know, t t unless they want to go that route. Unless they, unless they want Heather to be a younger, or, or I'm sorry, a slightly uh, older woman that that Connor's uh, shacking up with. And I don't mean that as a dis as as an insult, because Kelly McDonald is is young and beautiful and vibrant. It just is, you know, whether it just just depends what they're looking for. Right. That's all I'm trying to say about that. All right. Now I know you had. I'm now listen. I'm going to put it out there. I'm saving the Kurgan for last. So okay. if you had other roles you wanted to discuss. Uh, you know, if they were to bring them back for for this this reboot, uh, what do you got? Uh, Detective Moran. Okay, Detective Moran, who in the original I think is played by uh, 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 I'm drawing a blank on his name. Let me look it up. I, I didn't look it up. So. <laughs> uh, I, I, he's one of those actors. He's like one of those character actors, though, that like you know when you when you see his face because like he's been in a million movies he's like he's like generic cop number four in a ton of different things yeah i think i've seen him in like one other movie but alan north played lieutenant frank moran okay and uh let me let me let me pull up his uh sweet screen creds so you can see all the great stuff that uh that alan north has been in oh he was in is see no evil hear no evil <laughs> he's in lean on me oh, he's classic. in glory he has, he has quite a little history here. Look at this yeah. guy. 
You know what I mean? Blood Money. Uh, let's see. I don't know that movie. I don't know that movie. Spen- he, was, he was on an episode of Spencer for Hire. Come on. He's on Kate and Alley. Cosby Show. New Heart. Oh, wow. Be proud of that. Hill Street Blues. All My Children. Police Squad. He was a Captain Ed Hawken on Police Squad, Mark. There you go. You got the hand of the great, late, great Leslie Nielsen. All right, so who is your new Lieutenant Frank Moran? All right, well, I had three choices, and I didn't necessarily put one above the other. Um, first, I thought of Ted Levine. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Just because he always kind of, he strikes me as kind of like a quintessential aged detective. And, um, you know, we saw in Monk that he does humor well, too, mm-hmm. um, which I think would, would come in handy for, for this part. But I also thought of Michael Pena. Oh, that'd be fun, yeah. And uh, Jimmy Smith's. Jimmy Smith's. There you go. That's a nice choice. So, yeah. So. Get him back to being NYPD Blue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it might be kind of fun. Yeah, I don't disagree with it. I think that'd be a, that would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, so another role that I considered was the role of Castigear. Castigear. All right, let's talk about Castigear real quick. Played by Hugh Quarshie, who people may recognize from episode one, The Phantom Menace. Oh, is he? He's the, the security, the, the, yeah. the, the, the blue security <laughs> wow, I did officer. not know that was him. Yeah, 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 <laughs> That's, that is him. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, he's Captain Panaka. Oh. And there's another Star Wars I mean, veteran in Highlander as well, by the way. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Uh, what, Rogue Two? Yeah, yeah. The guy who plays the vigilante, uh, Kirk Kirk Matinus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, played by Christopher Malcolm, who was uh, the one who found Han Solo and Luke Skywalker on Hoth. Yeah. Was was his call sign Rogue Two? I, or Yes, I, th- I believe it was. Okay. All right. Um, so did you have anyone for Castigar? No, I didn't recast the cast of gear. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about before before we get to your choice, you know, obviously, you know, we only had the the four immortals in this movie, and yeah. I, I, th- I think they did a better job on, on in the Highlander series and maybe in some of the later movies. Though I didn't I didn't watch them, so I couldn't tell you. But they definitely need to uh, diversify as far as mm-hmm. uh, you know having you know male female immortals. <laughs> I just want to recognize that. So if you want to change Castigar and do some gender bending there, I'd be all for it. Okay. Um, I mean, I did. Oh, well, there you go. But, Crush it. Let's do it. Um, no. So for Castigar, uh, my thoughts were Ming-Na Wen. Hey. Which is funny because you brought her up. That's right. Because um, I'm going to go to a dinner party with her. I, I swear. It's going to happen. Sure. That's right. Um, someone else you brought up earlier was uh, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, Alicia Vikander. She probably wouldn't take it at this point. But Oh, Vikander's good, though. She'd be fun in that role. Yeah, she's good. Um, I like that. I like that. Would you, would you, do you have a new Fasil? No, you know what? I, I, I did not think about Fasil. I think uh, probably just get the same guy. <laughs> Is he still alive? <laughs> if not, just dig him up. Oh, no, he passed away in 2004, Mark. I just checked. Oh. Man, it's probably too decomposed. Yeah, he, uh, he. Well, I mean, obviously, in two thousand four, he lost his head. <laughs> it's 
Is that a fact? Was that is that inappropriate that I go too far? Did he did he lay down on a railroad track or something? I, I cannot confirm that he didn't get his head cut off by okay. the Kurgan or by Connor McLeod in a parking lot at what at a wrestling match. All right. You know, he could have been there watching uh, 2004. Who was big in 2004 wrestling? Mother Call Reagan. I'm, I'm assuming it was like John Cena and Batista. Probably. <laughs> I was just gonna say, let's uh, just to to stay in line with um with uh with with the wrestling thing. Let's just cast uh, Dave Batista as the wrestler. No, as Fazil. As Fazil. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any any other parts that you wanted to mention? Uh no. Okay. Well, so that, that does transition us to the Kurgan. Uh, and I have to tell you, you brought up his name. We brought up his name together, basically. Uh, Dave Bautista seems to be the Internet's favorite choice for the new Kurgan. Really? How do you feel about that? No, thank you. <laughs> Look, I, I, I don't have anything against Dave Bautista, but I, don't, I, I do not think he has the, the acting chops for that role. Maybe he does. He was good in Blade Runner 2049, but that was a very small part. It's a small part, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, I'm not crazy about it. I feel like the the internet rumors are just mostly just based around because he's so big. He's got like really yes. good size about him, so that he would be a, a, a visually imposing uh, Kurgan. Well, uh, that's... Okay, I, I wonder, how, how tall is he? How tall is he? That is a question. That I don't because have an to because it. one of the things about Henry Cavill is him being I think he's like six one I mean that that takes away kind of the the imposition factor that that Kurgan has. Well, I mean, even if they're even if the height's the same, I mean, he's still like physically imposing. Yeah, sure. I mean, Dave Bautista's a big dude. I I understand that, but I think you also want that height aspect. Like you want to see. Connor looking up to him. Okay, well, I mean that's fair. All right, I don't know what website I have to go to to get to his height. Uh, apparently, Google's telling me he's six four. Okay, it'll it, it'll tell you on IMDb. You just click on the uh, C full bio, and oh. their their stats are, are usually right there. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, so he's six four, and yeah, Henry Cavill is six one. Yeah, so it's just going to be two giant men. Fighting each other. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, you know, I don't, I don't think Manute Bowl's available to tower over somebody. Who? <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, no, again, again, I just brought it up because that that seems to be the internet's favorite selection for the Kurgan. They all seem to enjoy his, uh, you know, Batista's broad-shoulderedness about him. Yeah, I can not, understand not that. Not that Cavill's not broad-shouldered. So you know, you know, I understand. You know, again, I know where you're coming from. I get it. Right. Uh, what is let's let's kind of go. I have four names uh, for my Kurgan, and they're sort of all wildly different depending on what, what approach they wanted to take. All right. How well, many you do you have? Um, I have a bunch, but I, I probably won't name them all. So. All right. Well, give the, me the, give me one. My first choice, or just one? Whatever you pick. Um, Adam Driver. So funny. I had briefly considered Adam Driver. I didn't put him on my list, but I did consider Adam Driver. Okay. Interesting. There's a choice. Okay. You think he has like the kind of uh, wicked sense of humor and, and you know kind of twisted charm that the Kurgan has? I think he does, and Adam Driver is a good actor. He is a really so. good actor. 
Uh, yeah, so I think he could definitely do it. That's interesting. And him against Cavill, that's a that's a sort of interesting, uh, you know, face off between the two of them. Right. Again, all right. So one of the one of the actors I had on the top of my list, and again, I this one might have been a, a touch of a reach because I'm I'm not sure if he would age wise he'd want to do it. Mm-hmm. But I thought Tom Hardy would be really good as the Kurgan. He yeah, I I did consider him. Yeah, I I think Tom Hardy brings sort of like the right balance of all those things that that Clancy Brown brought to the role, and yeah. and then like sort of like that crazy fanaticism that Hardy seems to have with when he takes on roles. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, yeah, why not get a guy who's just like fucking over the top crazy? Like let's let's bring him on board. I like it. Yeah, and to be honest, Tom Hardy was also a name I considered for Connor. I think he would. I think he could actually play both of those roles. Oh, then now there's a movie right there where he plays dual roles as Connor and the Kurgan. Well, that, didn't he do that already within that that mobster movie, whatever that was? I guess that's true. But I mean, it, yeah. he wasn't like two immortals trying to kill each other. <laughs> no, but you know, so he's got experience. <laughs> he can do it. But yeah, I, I thought I thought Tom Hardy was like a really good mix of all those things that I wanted to see in in a if they're going to try and, and redo the Kurgan in a new way. Yeah. So I. I I'm, I endorse Tom Hardy 100%. I, I'd love that guy, too. Okay. Um, what's another name you got? Or should I, should I name one first? And you can you can mock me for it. You go first. All right. This one, I, I suspect I will get a fair amount of grief from you on, okay. on this one. But if you could convince him to do, to do the heel turn, to be the bad guy, uh, I, I think... Physicality wise, like like as far as like like just cut up ripped dudes going at each other with swords. Okay. I if there's one other ripped dude I want to see going after Henry Cavill with a sword, Chris Hemsworth. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I think he could pull off like that again, like that twisted, sick tw- charm of the Kurgan. Uh I look. I like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I do not think he could do it, but he is more than welcome to prove me wrong. Um, I think yeah, like be, like he, it, he it, could it, be fun. It, like I I like Chris Hemsworth, so it, it's hard for me to argue against him in a role. And you know, maybe he'd be really good. But yeah, it did occur to me just purely on size. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, and like I said, I just thought it would be an interesting and different role for him to take because he's never really done like the bad guy thing necessarily. We we won't count his his time in in the Ghostbusters movie. I never saw that. It's not good. It, it's not good. I know. That's why I never saw it. <laughs> I just thought it would, he'd be an interesting contrast for for Cavill. So yeah. And again, the okay. dude can, the dude can get shredded and and just you know, if if that's the movie they're going to go for, why not get a, why not get a Hemsworth in there? Yeah. All right. What's your next one? Um, Hugh Jackman. Oh, I thought of Hugh. I did, but I decided I was like, ah, oh, he's too old. He won't want to do it. It's like, come on, man. Don't you want to eat chicken and broccoli for six months and get back on that horse? Isn't that why he stopped being Wolverine? Because he didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I to be fair though he I mean he does have the height like he who stands tall at like like what like six two six three something like that, 
Yeah, I think he's like six two or something. No, no, huge. I, I, I love Hugh, but he is fifty two years old. I have no idea if he'd want to do it. Yeah, the the good thing about about Kurgan though, it, it, and really all of these characters are, you know, I would, I would say except except for Connor because I think I think Connor does need to be a bit a bit young ish, you know. <laughs> um, but um, you know, you, you can cast him a, a, a bit older. So. Yeah, I think the other thing I, I would be. Like again, I love Hugh, but I can he can he kind of be sick and twisted like like Clancy Brown was. I you know again, it's one of those things of like I I just think Hugh Jackman's a good actor, so okay. I'll I'll just I'll just trust him in in the performances I've seen him deliver. I, I got no problem with that. Don't worry. I, I like I said, I, I briefly considered it too. But I was like, oh, ten years ago maybe he would have been all about this, but not now. I don't know though. Yeah. I, I could be dead wrong. Maybe he was like, yeah, yeah, I want to be the Kurgan. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, my other choice, again, I suspect this will be a tad controversial Uh-oh. with you <laughs> in particular. And again, right. I'm, I'm sort of going I'm, – I'm trying to find a guy who I think can kind of bring that blend that Clancy brought to it, right? Like the physicality, but like the, the humor, the dark humor, but like the sort of like a psychosis required to, to, right. to be the Kurgan. Uh, and so I landed on something – again, I don't think you're going to like this. But I'm willing to roll the dice and see if he can do it, and that would be Jason Jason Momoa. Get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew that one was gonna get you. I knew that was gonna get you. No, I'm I'm, I'm just uh, look again. Nothing against Jason Momoa. Um, I, I I can see why someone would say that. And you know what? Maybe he'd be really good at it. Um, my understanding is he was good in uh, Game of Thrones. I I've never watched it, so so I don't know. Um, and, but and I really only know him as as Aquaman. I was gonna say you only know him as Aquaman. Like, uh, and again, I'm not trying to like, say that he has like this, this amazing range, but I, I think he kind of brings the right blend of everything for a Kurgan. He has a certain charm to him, so. Yeah, and again, why not? Why not see him take a heel turn and and be be a villain here? Okay, all right. I but I again, I I know full well you are not going to like that choice. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's also I I just I just hated that Conan movie he was in so oh, much. Oh no, it's terrible. But I I, I I don't blame him for that. Mm. I mean, someone's like, hey, do you want to be Conan? You're probably like, fuck yeah, I want to be Conan. Let's go. Well, well, yeah, sure, of course. You know, you're you know you're following like Schwarzenegger's footsteps. I mean, I think that probably appeals to a lot of uh, young actors who grew up yeah. probably watching Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, give me give me a better choice then. What you got? Well, I don't know about a better choice. This is an actor I've only seen him in one thing, um, but I liked him, and I, 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 and he's going to be in Black Adam, uh, so we are all going Ooh. to see him pretty soon. Okay. I was I consider I uh, I saw him in The Invisible Man. I was considering Aldous Hodge. Aldous Hodge is a personal favorite of mine. I know. I think I've told the story on the podcast uh, how I I met him briefly at Comic Con and he's with his mother and she was so excited that someone recognized him. Yes, yes, I remember <laughs> you telling the story. No, he he seems like a really nice guy. Um, I yeah, I think Aldous Hodge would be a really great selection. I don't know if if you follow him on Insta. But his no. that dude is getting fucking jacked to be Hawkman. Oh, good. Yeah, 
So <laughs> I think Aldous Hodges is a really nice choice. And, and, and being in Black Adam, I think, is really going to put him on the map in a way that he hasn't made it onto just yet. Like, he's had I'm some sure. really nice performances in smaller uh, smaller movies. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Black Adam, I think, is going to blow him up pretty big. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, if, if you see um, if you see the new Invisible Man, like, I mean, he's pretty jacked in that already. So. No, he's, a, he's always been a big dude. But now he's yeah. on, like, the, the like Dwayne The Rock Johnson's workout program where he's just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy yeah. big. So since you're since you're casting Aldous potentially in this role, are we sort of shifting Kurgan's origin away from like the steps of Russia or whatever the hell the backstory on him was? Yeah, you know, or you know, so the guy's immortal. You yeah. know, could have come from from Africa or wherever, traveled to Russia, gone. You know, the guy's been all over the place. So I, you know, I did he can a, do whatever. I did a very similar thing, my friend. All right. Because another name on my list is Michael B. Jordan. Okay. I considered him. Yeah. No, I listen, I kind of like your Aldous Hodge pick a little bit more um, because he's kind, he's kind of under the radar. Right. But I, I listen, I mean, Michael B. Jordan is a pretty fucking great actor, and I think he he could do uh, some, some fun stuff with the Kurgan. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I like that pick a lot, too. <laughs> but uh, uh, um, gosh darn it, and you were, you were talking – and I another name popped in my head at the last second, but I can't remember what it was now. So I, I I I blew it on that one. But you have any more you want to say? There was one other. Okay. There was one other, and I felt like this was kind of the choice I I liked the most. Okay. Um. Oh, again, I... it's kind of a a more one to one adaptation of the movie, and um, that is Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Yeah, I, I I think he's I, I I think he's good. He definitely has the physicality for it, um, and you know I think he showed in Big Little Lies and The Stand that he has the acting acting chops for it, and he has a lot of charm and menace about him. So I I think he'd be a good a good pick for it. All right, I have one last name, and right. and I this name won't come as no surprise to you because I consider him to be one of like the greatest living actors on the planet. <laughs> okay. Why not? Let's just go for it. You know, I, he, I'm, he, he loves playing a villain. Let him play a villain one more time and, and be like the ultimate version of it. Mads Mikkelsen as the Kurgan. <laughs> I did think of him for some reason. I forgot to write him down, but yeah, Mads <laughs> did, did pop in my mind, but I think it I was just kind of like, ah, you know, he's always the villain and, I don't know, but, <laughs> he, but I mean, know, he'd be he awesome. If he wasn't so good at it, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, of course he'd be great at it. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'll take Mads squaring up against Henry Cavill. That'd be fun as shit. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> well, I like, I really like our Kurgan list. I, th- I think it came together nicely. I know I know you disagreed with some of my selections, but I, I stand by them. <laughs> We'll have to. I'm sure. I'm sure Reagan will sound off at some point and let us know that you know my picks were stupid and that yours were way better. <laughs> I, I think Reagan will love your picks. Well, I, I didn't name. I didn't name Timothy Oliphant in anything, so he'll be really upset about that. I mean, I tried to find a role for him, <laughs> you know, but it just really didn't work out that way. I, you know, I thought the same thing. I did. I was like, I was like, I'd love to put Oliphant in this movie, but I don't, I don't know where. I mean, maybe <laughs> unless he's he like could one of, be... unless he's another immortal that they they cross paths with at some point. Uh, you know, just cast him as Ramirez. 
Well, again, I, sure. I mean, that doesn't that that works. I I, I did I did sort of like our gender bended Ramirez, though. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know, Ramirez from Kentucky. <laughs> you know, he's not really from Kentucky, right? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know he's not from Kentucky, All but right. Ramirez and cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and yeah. What okay. could go What could go wrong? It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I think that's it, man. I, you know, obviously this is going to be one of those episodes of the podcast that will not age well because once all the casting does come out and we find out how wrong we were, uh, we can look back at this and laugh. <laughs> but that, we, or we, else we'll see how much we influenced the casting. Or that we just made a better Highlander movie on our own, which I'm okay with too. Probably. <laughs> well, Mark, I can't thank you enough for hanging out and doing, doing this with me today. I, again, I know how near and dear to your heart Highlander is. Uh, so to be able to talk about it with you in in this sort of uh, like you know best case scenario for the reboot kind of thing because like I think you're much like me and like you're not crazy about reboots either, right? Am I right about that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't really care for them, but you know we touched on it. Just like this this franchise has just been so run through the mud. Like I I would I I would love for someone to like do a reboot and 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 tell a good Highlander story again. I, I'm with you 100%. I think there's a lot of fans out there that, that feel the same way. Uh, I, I, you know, Highlander fans have been kind of been getting uh, kicked in the privates uh, for, what, two decades now? So let's give, them, yeah, let's give them something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. All right, my friend. I will talk to you in the very near future. And, and again, once again, for listeners, if you are a fan of the Highlander, Mark will be back very soon. Uh, to, as we do a, uh, a, a, a a breakdown on the original 1986, The Highlander, in an upcoming episode of the show. Stay tuned for that. Yep. All right. Take it easy, man. <laughs> All right, man. Later. Bye. Bye. There can be only one. Oh, What'd you all think of that conversation with Mark, the Highlander aficionado, the Highlander fan, the man with the Highlander plan? I thought that was a good, really good time. Really enjoyed uh, having the time to talk to Mark about some Highlander uh, stuff, speculating wildly about the reboot and what it could have in store for us from a storytelling perspective, as far as a casting perspective. You know, I guess these are the things as fans of the movie we have to ask ourselves. Excuse me, ask ourselves as we prepare for this next iteration, this next generation of Highlander movies. Uh, do we want it to be a straight reboot? Do we want it to be a reimagining? Uh, do we want a different character? Do we not want it to be Connor McCloud? Do we want to stay away from that mythology? Or like Mark suggested, you know, maybe it's time to uh, pick Connor up from the mud and scrape off all the, all the crap that those, those uh, less than great sequels. And, uh, uh, you know, let's be honest, they were less than okay. They were less than good, they were less than okay, they were less than decent. They were bad. They were not good. They were borderline terrible. So, perhaps, putting a new spotlight on Connor is the right move, and I think Henry Cavill is the man to do it. So let's get into it. Let's let's get the new Highlander movie, and, and let's have a blast. I can't wait. Let's see what happens as far as, you know, if it is a beat-for-beat beat reboot, you know, do we get a new Kurgan? Are we getting, you know, Brenda and Castigar and, you know, all the characters that showed up in the first one? Or will the beast like uh, you know fresh takes on everything? I guess that's the exciting part that we get to look forward to as fans of the series. 
So good stuff there. Really had a great time talking to Mark and speculated, speculating wildly about the future of the Highlander series. And, and as I mentioned, we are doing a Highlander show. It's, it's been in the works for a little while, uh, just kind of getting our schedules lined up. And we, yeah, we were going to dive into all the fun of the 1986 Highlander movie starring Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, Clancy Brown, directed by Russell Mulcahy. And it's going to be a blast. I've, again, one of my favorites uh, and definitely one of Mark's. So it's going to be a really, really good episode so, to look forward to. So keep that in mind. Probably coming sometime early summer, be my guess. We'll see how things shake out. Maybe maybe we'll put a little em- emphasis on high gear in it since since we have some Highlander talk that makes a little bit of sense these days in the podcast. All right, let's get out of here. I probably shouldn't be playing any more Queen music, but what are you going to do? So <laughs> I'm just going to turn it off right now because Prince of the Universe is a great song. And, and as I told Mark, uh, Prince of the Universe and, and all the other songs that Prince, uh, Queen provided for that soundtrack so intricately woven into the fabric of the Highlander saga. So um, I hope they figure out a way to keep it in, in keep those songs in there. Or, or, or like Mark's suggestion, will, will they do new iterations of Prince of the Universe and, and kind of uh, modernize it a little bit? Who knows? As long as it's not like some kind of K-pop thing, I think that's all we're really looking to avoid is like we don't want a K-pop version of Prince of the Universe. Like it's still got to be like rock and roll. I think that's what we all can agree on at this point. All right. <laughs> I think I'm, I, you know, you just stop me. Y'all just need to stop me. I want to thank you all so much for taking the time to listen, download, support this show, share it with your friends, family, loved ones, even people you uh, don't like that much. I appreciate it so, so very much. My name is Tom. This is the TomCast Podcast. Please follow us on social media at TomCast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPodcast at gmail.com. We are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. If you get the chance and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, five-star reviews are the best way to support the show without having to spend a single dollar. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. They help us. Uh, not get lost in the, in the sea of, of immortality that is so many other podcasts. So thank you very much for that. And a special thanks to the official members of Pophead Nation. Without you, the lights are turned off and this show does not exist. You can become an official member if you want to head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation and gain access to bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, Co-host of The Ringing Ear, a great music podcast. Please check that out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. The Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, excuse me, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, and the Beer Hop Brigadier General himself, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you all so much. You keep this show alive. I couldn't do it without you. All right, as I said, my name is Tom. This is the TomCast Podcast. Thank you once again for listening and supporting the show and doing everything that you do to, to, to spread the word about us. Let's get out of here. We're going to be back so very, very soon. We have a show lined up for next week already. I think I mentioned it before. They, some guy, the guy who introduces the show may mention that it's episode 160, but it'll be episode 161. That's just going to be the way, the way the cookie crumbles. I hope everyone has a safe, happy, festive holiday weekend enjoy memorial day and uh you know take a take a moment to remember why we are celebrating memorial day too all right everyone take it easy love you all ciao babes great story compelling and rich we're not gonna be fucking sunk this year we're the stanley cup champions